Blog Talk Radio.
political upheaval and this thing over here happening and that thing over there happening to get us off track? Or are we zoomed in and focused on what God has for us? Because he said categorically that he knows the plans that he has for us and their plans to prosper us and to give us a good thing. So, you know, where, where are we? Where are we as the body of Christ in this hour in our, in our country? Uh, I'm not even going outside of the United States of America. Have we allowed everything that's going on around us to get us off track? So I'm going to let you kick it off, D.L., because it sounds like you are right on track where you need to be. So tell us what's going on in your world. What's going on in my world is ultimately ridiculous. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've been in meetings just about, um, doing some things. Of course, um, I was offered, uh, I got a phone call, was offered my own uh, radio show, uh, Colette, as you know, I was talking about. So I'm excited about that, which gives an uh, uh, opportunity uh, for me to get even, be even more stupider. <laughs> so I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> but, even but more stupider, just, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. it, just, it just sounded right um, at the time until I heard it. Uh, but you know, God is God is true. God is truly blessing um, with me. Just some incredible opportunities, getting getting focused. Um, because there's so many things. I was just on the phone with a uh, with a friend, and um, I was telling them that you know I made so many sacrifices in my career for others. And um, you know, my mom even told me said, you know, I don't care if they want to take you to California you know, go, because my whole purpose was for moving was, you know, to be closer to my mom. And my mom said, you just sacrifice so much. Do something for yourself. And I didn't necessarily uh, understand because she said, you need to get to a place where, you know, I know you're not a selfish person, but you need to be selfish. You need to think about yourself. And um, I thought about the, the, the scenario that we always use when we're talking about, you know, airplane and, and it's getting ready to crash and go down and the oxygen mask you know, fall down, who do you put it on first? You know, your children or you? Well, you put it on yourself first simply because um, if, you know, you die, then more than likely they're going to die because they're going to fight over the mask and ain't neither one of them going to get the air they need. And so basically it's just go out here and make some things happen before you can, you know, you're trying to do all these things to, to, to help um, other people because it's, it's just in my heart to, to be able to help people um, but you have to have yourself in a position where they don't um, drag you down in the process of that. But it's the one thing that, that makes me who I am, but it's also a flaw of mine. My mother tells me I have heart problems. Not literally. I don't have no heart problems. I'm pretty healthy. But she's just saying when it comes to people, you know, I have matters of issues with the heart because I want to help everybody. And I simply... Um, Sometimes it's not in the position to do that where I hurt myself. And so um, this year, 2017, just getting on focus um, with me and what I need to do uh, because, you know, uh, like um, people have been telling me, hey, you're not married anymore, you're not single, what's holding you now? So if we're not successful, the truth of the, bat- the, truth of the matter is if I'm not successful, it's nobody's fault but my own. So I said that to say all of this. Um, me, I know you know Colette, Antonio Allen, um, we're getting ready to put some things together, me and him, and we're getting ready to do uh, the tour of Love and Laughter. Um, we're getting ready to do that and make that a, a big thing where it's almost like a conference because we feel like marriages are suffering um, in the body of Christ. And so it's something that we want to bring to uh, churches. So we don't want them to think that it's limited because that's what we're really triggering to, you know, just people in general that need love and laughter in their life. You don't have to be married, but the bottom line is that we want to keep marriages together, and then we want to help people to build healthy relationships by, and, um, by being excited, by enhancing all the senses that you can be open to be ministered to in whatever manner, whether that's uh, through your spouse, through your church, or whatever the case may be. But we feel like that's what this ministry uh, is going to do. And so we're really, really excited about it. And so I am actually, I hadn't um, told many people this, but I'm actually getting ready to transition. It's either, you know, we're going to transition. I think I'm transitioning to Atlanta 
first. I'm just waiting on a phone call um, to go ahead and make that move. And we're just seeing what God is going to do. But I tell you, I'm just out there. You know, I'm, I'm jumping. I'm going by faith because it's just, it's just simply, it's just time. So that's what's going on in my world right now, along with Amen. a whole bunch Amen. of other things. But I am just excited. I really, really am um, because I get the, the opportunity um, to do what it is uh, that I love to do is to bring the stupid funny to people and to take them um, to a place of just pure happiness and stupid dumb. That ain't a word either. It sounded good in my head, but not right then. <laughs> I think it sounds great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My goodness. Okay. Okay. Well, Tanya, what's going on with you? What's going on with you? I just I'm listening to D and I'm just really feeling good for him and it's a blessing to feel good for others as well as for yourself. And I love what he's saying because what he's basically saying is he's not operating in fear. He's operating in faith and there is a big difference. Um I'm taking a class right now, branching out of my comfort zone besides working and everything else that is going on, but I thank God every day. Um, I'm looking at life different. I'm just so grateful when I see the trees and the grass and just what's going on around me. I'm not concentrating on the chaos that everyone else is concentrating on because I know that there's there's more simpler things in life than just that. And I just thank God just for the moment. I'm like, DL, I'm just I'm taking a class right now because I'm praying and branching off to uh, hoping to branch off to greater things, greater heights. In my life, and I just I think it's wonderful. Um, period. You know, whoever's listening, whatever. It's not time to operate in fear anymore. It's time to operate in faith. You don't know what the outcome may be. You just know that if that's what you feel that you need to be led to do, do it and see it through. And I just believe that it'll work out for you. Whether it takes you in one direction to take you to a next, I just believe that everything happens for a reason. So that's where I am right now. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Sometimes we kind of got to jump off that bridge with our Holy Ghost parachute on us and just believe, God, that it is going to open before we hit the bottom. Um, and just trust God. Just trust him, trust him, trust him. Um, I, 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 um, I'm so grateful to hear what is coming out of both of you that, you know, you're targeting specific things in your life to, you know, allow God to have yourself open to allow God to propel you forward. I think that so many times we get caught up, especially in the body of Christ, we get caught up in the things going on around us and it causes us to shrink back instead of opening ourselves up to the things of God and allowing him to propel us forward. This is not the season nor the time to go backwards. It absolutely is not. It is a very chaotic time all around us, but notice this, that it's in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the storms, in the midst of things that absolutely make no sense that God does his greatest work. You know, he steps in in the midst of it and just says, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm here. You may be in a storm. You may be caught up in some, some things that you don't even have control over. But even in the midst of that, I'm here. So if you trust me, I will take you where you need to be. I want to read something um, to, to both of you and to our listeners that I just came across just a few minutes ago in the Word of God, and it's in Jeremiah, the 11th chapter, and it's the, the, the last half of the fourth verse. And in the Amplified, it says, Listen to my voice and do according to all that I command you. So will you be my people, and I will be your God. And I think that that is where we are right now in the body of Christ, that God is saying, listen to my voice. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Do not allow fear to grip you. Like D.L. says, this is not the time for fear. We've got to put fear behind us, and we've got to know that there's greater within us. And I love it, Tanya, that you're, you're taking a class to enhance the greatness that God has within you. And I really want us to encourage our listeners on this evening 
to do the things that you're hearing in your spirit that God is telling you to do and not to make excuses for not doing them, not to make excuses for not doing them. I, I Even in my own life, I'm like, I'm in Atlanta for probably another five months because I, I came here supposedly be here for six months. And in the midst of this, I'm launching a business in Las Vegas. <laughs> and so in the natural, that's, crazy. What are you doing in Atlanta and you're launching a business in Las Vegas? But see, I had to hear the voice of God. And God said, you know, your business is tied to what I have for you in Atlanta. So I need you to come to Atlanta and the people, your partners who are my children, can handle what I have in Las Vegas. I'll be the oversight of it, but, you know, they are definitely grown people with good sense, and and I think I've imparted within them, and that's another thing, thing, people, is when you have sown into your offsprings, when you have sown into those that you have influence around, remember whatever God is doing, and this is DL, this is so pertinent in what your mother was telling you, and even the analogy with the airplane. If you can't enhance yourself, then you do not have the ability to impart and throw into the life of those around you. You put your oxygen mask on first so that you're breathing as you need to be so you can help those that you're responsible for around you. Amen. Amen. I agree with that. I wholeheartedly you know, agree with that. You know? I agree so, with that. I agree. I agree. We've got to be building leaders. I agree with that, 100%. All right, that's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. I like that. It's true. Breeding leaders. You can't, you're right. I didn't, you know, for so long I didn't get that. You do have to become better so you can be better for the ones around you. The God has put you in their lives and so into their lives. You got to sow realness and prosperity and kindness and love and peace wherever he has you in your life, period. You may not have a lot of money, but if you know that you have a spirit of kindness, that's what you should sow. And, you know, if you know that you, you know, you have a spirit of love, that's what you should sow. So that's really real what you just said. And that's still a leader. People got to understand, you have to know your position. Because I may not can do what what you can do, Elder Colette, and I I know I can because you are the best at what you do. And I'm listening to D, and he is the best at what he does. I may be funny from time to time, but I don't obtain the gift that he does. But I heard something a long time ago, and Oprah said this, find your passion and find it quickly so you can be able to go fly, so you can succeed in it. Find it. And your passion is what God has equipped you, your gift, to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so here we are, as I said, almost into the third month of this year. What I want us to focus on um, as a people, as a body of Christ, is this year is different from the rest of the years. Before, you know, you start out in January strong, and then by February, you know, you kind of down to a little sputter by the time you get to March, everything that you had decreed and declared for yourself in January, you done threw out the window. I don't want to see that happen this year. I, I, I firmly, firmly believe that we are in a time, a supernatural time, where the hand of God is at work in our lives if we allow it. We've never been in a time like this before in our lifetime where God has just parted the heavens and said, if you will trust me, I promise I'll show you your greatness. And we have got to not lose focus of that. And the enemy has become busy, conniving, and cunning, and and, wrecked. A, a way, found a way to cause us to lose our focus. Why am I echoing? <laughs> I don't know. That's powerful. That's powerful. But, you know, we, seriously, we have come to that place where, you know, this is it. We've been waiting for this moment in time for so long, and the moment is now. And instead of us 
seizing the moment. Carpe diem, you know, seize the day. Instead of us seizing the moment, we done got caught up in this political unrest in this country. We done got caught up in division. And I can't, you know, if you don't agree with my philosophy or my politics, then I got issues with you and all of this stupidness. I'm serious. It is I know, sis. Exactly. Madness. Exactly. It is stupid exactly. madness. It is. You know, and it's it really one thing is. out there in the world, but it is dividing the body of Christ. So we as the children of the Most High got to wake up, come to our senses, and not miss this moment. Do not allow the strategies of the enemy to cause you to miss your moment. <clears throat> Don't do it. Seriously. Amen. Amen. You know? That's powerful. Yes. Yes. You saying it. Oh, yeah. I, I heard a lady come into work the other day, a woman of color, and she said to me, I had a skin wash done on my face. It turned me darker. I thought it was going to turn me lighter because I don't like your president, and I'm going to have to probably go overseas somewhere with the rest of them. And I thought, are you serious? Are people really talking like that? Are you, I looked at her and I said, are you oh serious? Oh, you know, oh I'm, 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 um, but we have to understand something. We are true examples of living in the word right now, and we have to pay attention. People are leaving here, yes. and we have to understand that every day that he allows you to wake up and see another day, that's where your passion begins. Um, find a purpose. Find someone to, to give to or to love that day or to call on the phone just to say, I just want to see how you were doing. I don't want anything. I just want to see how you're doing. Find something that has a purpose. And I believe in my heart you'll be able to branch off from there. You just have to mm-hmm. know that you have a purpose. Nobody has to come to you to tell you. I used to wait. I did. I waited for somebody to say or to prophesy the word to me, to tell me what I could do. Somebody needs to send a word. I had my godmother. Elder know that was our both of our godmothers. And my grandmother to always lead me and tell me what the Lord said. Now they're gone. So now I have to hear the voice of God for myself. And I'm not here mm-hmm. to tell anybody what God said to them. I'm here to listen to what he has to say to me. And, and, and what I mean by that is that's just that's so powerful. Since he too led me in Jeremiah. And he talked about we have to be careful. All the false prophets and, and prophetess and all those have been loosed in the Ooh. land now. And they're telling people what thus say the Lord say. But he said, who sent them? He didn't send them. Mm. Who sent them? Mm. He didn't send them in his name. And let me tell you Mm. something that really was profound in the word to me, and I need everybody to hear this. He said, if you were a prophet and said in my name that God said this, then wouldn't they be transformed and changed? Because if you brought the true word of God to them, the true word of God, it it transforms you. It takes you until another level. You're no longer the same as you used to be. I'm not saying we're perfect. Nobody's perfect. What do we need Christ for if we were so perfect? But at the same Hmm. time, we need to listen to what God is saying. You need to seek him for yourself. Because there's a lot of unreal things in the world that we're living in, but there's still opportunity for those out there that want it. I believe that. It's true. True, true, true. Absolutely opportunity. You know, and and the opportunity comes from us yielding to the voice of God. You know, you you have to, you said a mouthful, Cam, because you have to be careful at all of these people that are calling themselves prophets. Okay, because I believe this is this is real, and this is something God has been dealing with me with for the past couple of weeks. Because someone called themselves giving me a word. Um, but in the midst of giving me a word, they were, you know, trying to set me up to give them an offering because, you know, the word was you need to go on a fast and you need to sow into this fast and you need to send that seed to me. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and I oh, had okay. to catch myself. He was just making sure you were going to be hungry. You know when you're hungry, you go in the grocery store and just pick up anything. Because you're hungry, so he's going to make you hungry first. And then you're going to be like, yeah, I need to get in seed. Because that's what happens to hungry people. They they make stupid decisions. Yeah, that's a Kroger Kroger prophet. A Kroger prophet. Okay. Go into Kroger's and get a word. 
I'm hungry. What are you hungry for? Here's the funny part. Okay, so like the word that he called himself giving me was a word that I already knew for myself was a word that's been spoken over my life several times. It was absolutely nothing new to it. Um, And what God showed me was make note of this, that even though I have gifted him with something, what he is doing now is prostituting the gift that I gave him. And I have the responsibility on the 21st, God gave me the date, on the 21st to tell him not to prostitute the gift that God gave him and to bring his remembrance back to Balaam. Okay? That Balaam started off as a prophet and died as a soothsayer. Yes, he did. Because he you know what? I'm going to need you to record that because I just want to see his face. <laughs> he is actually in what is it called Cameroon? He's in Africa somewhere. I think it's Cameroon. So um, I won't be seeing his face, but I will be delivering the message. You're gonna, <laughs> you know what? That's powerful. And I'm gonna tell you something. He's gonna send a lot of people out to be able because I believe that a lot of times it's given out of ignorance, just like what you're saying, and that's what Jeremiah mm-hmm. says. Because you think of it in your mind, you, you cast down your own imaginations, you have your own dreams, and your dreams, you saying that this is what mm-hmm. I said, is it my mm-hmm. dream or your dream? And we have to mm-hmm. be careful, and that's powerful, because I cried. I cried, because I know that God has given me the gift of certain things, and, and you, what you just mm-hmm. said was powerful. I don't want to prostitute mm-hmm. the gift that God has given me. I don't want to cast down mm-hmm. false imaginations, because you cause God's children to go astray, and you are responsible yeah. for those souls. So for him to see you, to be able to tell that brother, that's powerful because guess what? He better thank God it is a woman of God coming to correct him than somebody out in the world because they're dangerous. Mm. That's true. That's true. So, but we gotta we gotta be careful because a lot of people and, and Tanya, you know, I'm sure you've seen it. We know a pastor in Vegas that started off powerful. I mean, people were flocking to him and winded up a dope addict, you know. Um, and and yes. actually, a few years later, died. You know, you, yes. you gotta be careful. Even look at at Pastor Tim who was a powerful man of God, but will allow the enemy to come in his life and get him off track and died in a hotel room in New York with Coach It's easy to do. It's easy to do. I'm here to tell people. It's easy to do. Yes. Yes. It is. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. That's why it's so important right now that we don't allow the enemy to get us off focus. We cannot afford to allow the enemy to get us off focus because this is our season. Those of us that have stood on the word, have believed God for his word, that we may, though we may not be perfect and we may not have gotten it right all the time, we have yet trusted in God. We have yet trusted in his word. Okay, and it is time for us that have labored and toiled on the backside of the mountain for God to bring us to the front side and unveil us. And because it's our time, the enemy has wrapped up his attack against us to get us off focus, to make us lose the vision that God has given us and get us off track. We have got to. We have got to make sure we keep our focus and stay on track. And every word that the Lord will impart into your spirit, follow it. Follow it. That's powerful. That, yes. 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 I, you know, sis, what you're just saying about how, and it's the truth, the enemy is definitely to kill, steal, and destroy. You know you're walking in your purpose and your destiny when the enemy fights you because he doesn't want you to get there. And, I'm, and I see it more That's and more. Right. I, I was laughing because when I took my class, the first time I began to study, I literally got nauseated and dizzy. I had to lay down. And then I heard a soft whisper saying, you can prolong it if you want to, but this is your destiny. How long it takes mm-hmm. you to get there is how long it's going to take you to get there. So then I had to get up and go back to it again to study. And then my eyes began to, to act funny on me and different, you know what I'm saying, and this happened, this happened. But you've got to find time. And, mm-hmm. it's, you know, with your prayer and, 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 and just and just stand before God and just, it's going to come. Fear will be there. But step out. 
and believe in the Christ that we serve. Believe in the God we serve and put the work in, and it'll work out. Because, you know, I thought by me working at where I am right now, I thought, why am I there? I'm taking less money than I took before. But you know why I'm there? Because it's building me up strongly. It's building up different people that I'm meeting, different clientele, different everything. And it's opened up a couple of doors. They didn't, I'm like what DL said. It may sound good at first, and it wasn't good, but that doesn't mean that's the end. It just only lets you know that God is still revolving. He's still working it out for your good. And keep walking and keep trusting. And it'll all work out okay. You're not, it's not over until you're in that grave. As long as you smashing grass, my customer said, walking on top of it, smashing it, instead of underneath it, you're doing good. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's real. That's real. Theo, I know you got a word. Depending on what word you want. <laughs> 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 I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm yeah. Um, it depends on which yeah. one. It depends on which one you want. I'm gonna tell you the God knows truth. It's it. I, you know, I just, um, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know what it is, um, about about God, where I'm just I'm dumbfounded, um, at times. You know, I think just being transparent, we always know that God can do a thing, but will He? Mm-hmm. And when he does it, you think, I can't believe he did it because of who I am. <laughs> Let's just be perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, when he does mm-hmm. it, you just like, I don't I'm even so know why he stuff. did it. How could he do that for me? Right. <laughs> right. And, 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 and it's not like, you know, because I think sometimes we look at God like we look at people. But like, you know, if we do this, they show ain't going to do that. And I think that's just the mentality that we get, you know, from from being kids and our parents getting on us. Like, you know what you did this? Oh, you ain't got to be, oh, don't worry about no ice cream. Matter of fact, you don't even have to worry about seeing daylight for at least a month. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like um, you could be one thing God, God, God showed me um, is how often he is and how uh, we never, we will never, ever begin to, have the full understanding of truly who he is. Because God showed me months back, and I showed you guys a picture where I was in, in my office and a car ran through the office, not that desk, trapped mm-hmm. inside, car on fire, mm-hmm. things of that nature. I was doing the right thing, but I still could have lost my life. Mm-hmm. Because I was doing what I was supposed to do. I was at work. I was bothering nobody. I'm sitting behind my desk. But I was doing the right thing and still could have lost my life. Yeah. But then God would turn around, and you might not be doing everything right. And God blesses your life. Please help me understand. So that's mm, why I'm, I'm, a with I'm so. I'm, that's why sometimes I'm just so dumbfounded because you can't make up this stuff because you don't know. You just like like you said, Proverbs third chapter six verse. This is. This is um, what I've done. In, in, in the meetings that I've had, I've sat down and I've done a vision board. And that mm-hmm. vision board uh, keeps me on track of the things. So I look at it every day, 2017 vision board. Write the vision, make it plain. See, because mm-hmm. the bottom line is that here's the deal. I never had a problem with actually uh, pursuing and doing what it is, but if I can't see it, then I won't do it. And people don't understand that because, see, that's my biggest thing. I don't like to write. But I'm learning that I better, I need to start writing because that's what's going to make you successful. And, and, mm-hmm. and God had to break it down to me. He said, all right, this is what God took me through for six months. I ain't tell nobody. I'm eating, I'm eating right. I'm, li- I'm living here, Operation Spandex, all the way. I'm doing all that. I'm eating right. So one day I go to the grocery store, and I'm just picking things up, you know, to eat. I get to the the cart. My cart ain't even a quarter full. I have about seven bags, $200. Because mm. when you eat healthy, it costs money. Mm. I tell people, mm. don't worry about how much it costs because you're going to pay for it one way or another. You're going to pay for it in groceries now, or you can eat bad and pay for doctor bills later. Your choice. 
But you got to eat right. So God said, now nah, try this. Write out what you're going to get. I'll write a grocery list. Very simple. Write a grocery list. Go in the grocery store, get exactly what's on the list, $80. Mm. So what I'm saying is that you can go in and just pick up stuff because you know what you want and end up paying more for it. Or you can write down what you want and pick it up, and it costs you less. See, both ways you get what you want, just one costs you more. But if you discipline in one thing by just simply writing it down, you get what you want, and it doesn't cost you that significantly. So, therefore, now you have that extra to bless others or to be blessed. So I said all of this, so my word is write your vision. Because you might have your vision in your head, but it's going to cost you more by just having it in your head. You need, Put it down. You need a plan. You need a plan. Right. You plan to go grocery shopping. So when you formulated your plan and you wrote down what you needed, not just what you wanted, what you needed to fulfill the plan that you're working on for your health, then you didn't get wasted stuff. You didn't just put stuff in the basket just because. You put the things, the valuable things in the basket that you needed. Right. And it made all the and difference so, and, in the world. And it does. And it, and, and it will constantly do that. It's something as simple as right now the grocery list, having a plan where you can just see it. When you can see it, you can do it because I'm the firm believer, out of sight, out of mind. Sometimes mm-hmm. if you, you don't see a thing, you're like, oh, I, didn't, I forgot about that because you know what? It wasn't even in my sight. It wasn't even in my peripheral. Right. You know, and so the bottom line is that make sure you can see these things. Make sure you can see where you're going. And when you understand your purpose and you see where you're going, write that stuff down. And you look at it, and every day when you get up, you won't get distracted because you're like, okay, I need to do something towards this every day to get there. Yeah. You got to start doing something different. I ain't like the, I ain't like the right, and I've had success. But the bottom line is that, you know what, I can keep doing the same thing every day and expect a different result. But we know that's ex- insanity. We do know that. Yes, it is. That's the so, definition so of the insanity. So the bottom line is that. Right. So the bottom line is like, let's let's switch this thing up a little bit. Let's do something that you hadn't done before. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's really uh, try to make God the head of our life, and yeah. and and not prostitute, not prostitute God when we need something. Because the only time we're praying Boy. is when we're in a crisis or we need something. God, I need you. I know. And then we come with that pitiful prayer, that pitiful prayer, talking about God. I know you ain't heard from me in a while, but I need you right now. Why ain't you heard from me? Why hadn't heard from you in a while? Okay. What the problem is? But we do it. We do it. I'm God. I'm just asking if you can do this thing one more again. I said, what's one more again? What is that? But we do it. I'm just saying, you know, be uh, consistent. If God is truly the the head of your life, then let him let him lead that. Get yourself out of the way. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about what you're used to doing and uh, what you're not used to doing. What is God saying? I mean, the ultimate huh. thing is, what is God saying? People Thank can say you. anything they want, but what is God saying to you? That's yeah. what's important. Yeah. Because if you go with him, you ain't going to go wrong. I ain't even talking about what you're saying. I don't care about what you say. What is God saying to you? Mm-hmm. We have to our own prophetic voice for our lives. We have to become our own prophetic voice for our lives. You know, as God gives us the unction, speaks to us the plan he has, we have to rehearse that plan, the plan of God, not our plan, but the plan of God within our lives. So, therefore, we become our own prophetic voice. When you become your own prophetic voice, when you tap into the flow of the spirit of the living God that dwells inside of you, we should never be running from place to place looking for a word. You know, and we've all done it. We've all done it. But 
when we get to a place of maturity in God, whatever someone else is telling you, you should have already heard it in the spirit realm from the Lord himself. You know, because if you have that relationship with God, if you are connected to God, he should be able to tell you whatever he needs you to know upfront and personal, upfront and personal. I was listening to the Donnie McCorkin show yesterday, and he was doing, I guess he has a segment on the show where he reads emails from kids. And this little boy, nine-year-old child, had wrote an email, and the email says, you know, I, I pray, I know, you know, um, that that's a good thing, but how do I stay connected to God? And Donnie's response was, well, let me explain to you what prayer is. Prayer is only communicating with God. You're having a conversation with God. You're in communication with God. That's what prayer is, and you can do that at any given time, all day long. So to stay connected with him is to stay in communication with him. Now, this is a nine-year-old baby asking that. And Donnie was like, I want to meet okay. you because you're going to be my new friend. <laughs> but okay. You see what I'm now, now let me ask Tan. Tan, you know who Donnie McClurkin is, right? Oh, Jesus. Dan? I'm ignoring you because, yes, I do know who he is. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just saying we had to make sure I you know who he is. So you okay, but well, I want to you know, I, I, I tell you something. You know, I had to do something really new with myself this year. I totally took myself off of Facebook. I never was on it anyway. But I totally took myself off of Facebook, and I don't, and I haven't been into that because what I'm doing is just concentrating on what Tanya should be doing, not everybody else. But yes, I do know who Donnie McClurkin is. Don't play. Okay, I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, because last time we was don't who were we discussing? <laughs> Colette, who was we discussing? Kim Burrell. Okay. Kim Burrell. And and this and I go and say, who is Kim Burrell? So I'm just making sure when we talk about people, we all on the same page. So we all know, you know who Donald Clark is. You know what? I'm coming back home in about an hour. I'll see you soon. <laughs> okay, let's just say that. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. My goodness. But you know what? You know, I'm going to tell you something. We can laugh about it. But that's how much I'm not yeah. into. I I try not to listen to. I know it sounds crazy to people, but a lot of times I used to like have it you know, with the cable and listening to the news. I I get caught up because that's my spirit, and I get grieved because that's my spirit. So for a person like me, I've had to learn for me what's best. Get Tanya together first, and then present yourself as a different article of what you were before. I, I don't, I don't, because I realize now with the Kimberells and all the other things that's going on, it's so easy to lose face with people. It's, it's so easy, but that's why you have to put your trust in God, because you can't lose face with Him as long as you stay before Him in love and repentance. But with people, it's so easy to lose face with people. True that. True that. I um. I'm just grateful, though. I'm grateful for the time that we've had. I'm grateful to have both of you on the line at the same time, which is really a. a I'm very excited myself. Right you know, Dee's such a superstar. <laughs> you know, it's so hard to get in touch with him. You know. <laughs> there you go. Spandex and all. <laughs> you know what? I was, I was trying to tell y'all. <laughs> the phone is crazy with Operation Spandex. Like, oh, God. I was in Colette. Let me tell you something. I was in, speaking of Operation Spandex, you got to go see the video. I was in Atlanta yesterday, and me and Alan went um, Stone Mountain. We went and walked Stone Mountain. When I tell you, I realized that I ain't been doing nothing in the gym. Oh, I know. I know what that, you're talking about. Oh, my God. I bet you that's that on fire, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about my my. Stomach was going through my throat and my back. I don't know where that was at. But my leg was on crematory. They won't even on fire. Oh I God. said, you know what? I don't know. And I just see people just coming up and down the hill. I said, you know what? You got to be some type of a, some type of crazy. 
to just come here and just do this. And I'm talking about they just going. And you know what? I tell you, that's the one thing about having somebody with you. Because let me tell you, I would have quit. I ain't gonna lie. I got to the halfway point. He talking about we halfway. I said I thought we were finished when you came to the benches. And let me tell you that second, that second stretch. It ain't nothing but pure incline. It's so steep they got a pole for you to hold on to. And then it had a nerve to rain, and it was slippery. Now see, this is the problem that I had. Cause when you my size, your bones don't break no more. They shatter. I just didn't want to fall and have all these particles of bone in my blood because that was going to be a mess. And I'm saying people out there slipping, and you, I mean, you got to use extra strength just not to slip. But let me tell you something. When I made it to the top of that mountain, I said, Lord, I thank you. Because, see, perseverance is everything. I mean, it is, it is everything just when you think you can't go no more. If you just keep putting one foot after the other. And that's what I do. Now, I ain't going to lie. I bent over a couple of times. I felt like cussing, but I kept going. Because <laughs> it is the most ridiculous cardio in the world. And, you know, I go to the gym four or five days a week. But that treadmill ain't got nothing on nature. Let me tell you. Because you out there dealing with the elements. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you can sit home. And do ministry, but it ain't nothing like you're not here and dealing with the elements of people because it's tough. But when you do what you're supposed to do and you keep putting one foot after the other, it's so rewarding. That's what I want to say. You know, get out here in the elements because even with Colette and Tan, you know, the world needs you guys' ministry. You know, not just mine, it needs your ministry. Because there's people out here that's dealing with things that God knows ain't been through what y'all two been through. But I've been through my own stuff. And so there is a word. I keep telling everybody there's a word. And there are people that are connected to your life where you have to, you know, that word has to get to. And I can't reach them. Because the simple fact is that that word is coming from you. So I tell people, get out the comfort of who you are. And get into the presence of God. That's where it's most uncomfortable. But that's when you're your most effective witness. Because Paul, even when he was in prison, was sending letters to deliver people out of their own. I understand to all the listeners of what you're going through. And you say, well, I've got issues and problems of my own. Okay. So be it. We all got them. But there's still a word that needs to come forth to help somebody get out of theirs. And when you release your word, another word will be released for you to get out of yours. So if everybody sit back and have a pity party, then all of us dysfunctional. Then we come to the church and make a dysfunctional church. So the bottom line is And we have done that very well. Yes, we have. So just get out of your way. People talking about why the church is so dysfunctional because it's made up of dysfunctional families. People don't like to hear me say that, but it's the truth. When we start dealing, when we start moving and dealing with ourselves individually and getting our families right and things of that right, and then bring, you know, that gift to the church. Then the church becomes, you know, a blessed church. But it's hard to see the miracles of God when you have so much dysfunction. I don't care how, you know, uh, anointed you guys may be, but if you got a bunch of dysfunction around you, you know, we got to be on one accord. People, yeah. People miss that. You have to be a one accord, you know, in order for God to to bless and to prosper the way that we want to see. People are trying to figure out why we're not seeing miracles in the church like we, we used to. It's because there has become a spirit of division that has not only come into the world but into the churches that separate us and take us off one accord. It's just like uh, the, the city of, of Babel. The bottom line is that we ain't even talking the same language a lot of times anymore. Yeah, we speak in English, but God knows I don't understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. That's so true. We're not even talking the same language anymore. That's powerful right there. So, so okay. it, 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 it's, it's a sad commentary, but it, it's the truth. You know, we're talking about, just like I know her heart is, is saving souls and things of that nature, but if you hook up with a pastor, this just business minded talking about, 
you know, well, we need to get money, money, money. Then the bottom line is it don't matter how, you know, powerful you be, you're talking a different language. Uh-huh. That's why it's important that you connect with the ministry that has your, your, your spirit and giftings that can work in that ministry. Because if you don't, what happens is you got the wrong people in the wrong churches. That's why I tell pastors, uh-huh. don't be getting mad when people leave. Why? They weren't supposed to be there to begin with. No. What you upset for? Stop playing. You know, you have thrown out so many wisdom nuggets in, in just that last dissertation. You had a um, couple of things that just really stood out with me. Number one, the importance of having someone to partner with so that you don't fall short of your goal. You know, like you said, halfway up the mountain, you'd have turned around and quit if you hadn't had Antonio there with you saying, you know, come on, man, we just halfway. we got to keep going. You know, and that's vital. But in even and as vital as that, what you came back with is you can't yoke yourself up with the wrong person. You've got to make sure that you're yoked up with someone that's got the same spirit that you have and the same vision that God has placed in your heart. So that's vital. You know, in this time of making sure that you're going forth in the plans that God has for your life, don't be yoked up with um, someone that is not on the same plane that you're on. It, it will there's division because you know you're pulling one way and they're pulling the other way, and neither one of you are going to get to where you need to be because one's going to the left, the other one's going to the right, but ain't nobody going up. So that's vital. That is vital in, in the plans that God has, has for you. And, D.L., I promise you, just it's probably like two to three days ago, God was dealing with me with that exact thing about who you hook up with in ministry and how important that is, that you don't hook up with someone that does not have the same heart that you have. Because remember, we're not all evangelists. We're not all prophets. We're not all apostles. We're not all um, teachers, and we're not all pastors, but if we, if, we, if we allow God to strategically place us with someone, a kingdom connection, I wholeheartedly believe in kingdom connections, then you will enhance that other person's vision and vice versa. You know, so you got to make sure that it's a kingdom connection and not a fleshly connection. Sometimes we want to hook up with somebody just because they have fame or you think that they can bless you or help you or whatever, but you've got to get with God and say, God, did you yoke this together or did my flesh yoke this together? Am I seeing in a carnal way or am I seeing in a spiritual way that you have plans for this union, okay, be it husband, wife, ministry, business, whatever, even friendship. Because our friendships aren't real, okay? That's serious. Sometimes you have a friend that's not your friend. You take them as a friend, but really they are not your friend. So, you know, we have to be very, very cautious and careful in who we yoke up with and make sure it's of God. Make sure it's of God. Especially, I'm telling you people, especially in this hour, because the enemy has become very cunning. And remember, the Lord said that he would not have us ignorant to the devil's devices. So why are we asleep at this? We shouldn't be. We should be wide awake and seeing the devil from afar off. Some mountains you are meant to climb. We want to speak to every mountain we come to and tell it to be thou removed, but some mountains you are meant to climb, and you climb it because I'm sure D.L. saw yesterday when you get to the top, you have a vantage point, and you can see a far off. You can see things from the top of that mountain that you couldn't see down in the valley. And the struggle that you went through to get to that top of the mountain made your eyesight keener and made your senses stronger. You know, whether he felt it or not, walking up that mountain, he might have been in pain and hurting and legs burning or whatever, but his heart was thanking him at that top because he strengthened something within himself that needed to be strengthened. 
And we have to see that. There are times when God will say, no, we're not going to remove this mountain. You need to climb it because there are things that you're going to encounter on the way up that you will use in your arsenal when you get to the top. So we got to be mindful of that. I'm telling you people, this is the hour that we have got to keep our ear to the chest of God. We need to hear his heartbeat. We've got to hear his voice. Stop running from place to place trying to get a word and run into the bosom of God. Hear what he is saying to the world, to you. What's your word? You know, like Tam said, it's not about running out to give a word to everybody else. Sometimes you better shut yourself in, even if it's just in your home or in your bathroom, wherever it may be, and say, God, I need a word for me, for me. What is my word for this hour? You know, one word that I've heard repeatedly in this new year was the word reset, that God is resetting people. Reset is a good thing. It means you got to do over, okay? That means that all the mess and all the mess-ups that you did back when, even since you've been saved, is, is behind you. And you've been reset for your true purpose and your true destiny, and you are not going to mess this one up. Don't mess this one up. You've been given another chance. Do not get caught in the carnality of this world that you miss what God is trying to show you and where He's trying to take you. That's just that's just the real. We're down to three minutes. So, Pam, take your, your bow and say your last word. I just want to say that I'm just always so blessed, you know, again, when I can be in the midst of you, Elder, and DL, just to talk positive right now. Like I said, I'm just out and about trying to take care of a couple of things, but I'm just excited about life, and it's just time to be, get excited about life because it's worth living for the time that God has given you on this earth. Amen. Awesome. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. DL? Well, you know, like like I said, I'm just I'm just grateful and and, and thankful um, because I'm I say this quite often. I'm just a project kid that God has blessed, you know, um, to travel this world and to do incredible things. And um, for whatever reason, He continues to uh, bless me in spite of uh, my shortcomings. Like Tanya said earlier, um, we are none of us are perfect, but we strive. Um, to be more Christ-like. Um, and I realize as I get older and, and getting closer uh, to him, I just realize God blesses who he want to bless, when he want to bless, how he wants to bless him. So I say to the people of God, you know, get out your way. He says in all that ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. So acknowledge God for who he is. You know you messed up. He said in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So he understands. Thank God he don't look at us like man. And I'm grateful that he doesn't because I wouldn't be in the position I'm in today. And so you out there that don't think you're significant enough or important enough, I just want to tell you that you're wrong and that God is looking at you and he's ready to bless you. You just need to acknowledge him for who he is and see, won't he do it? And like one pastor say, won't he will? I say he will. Mm-hmm. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Well, we give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor for being able to spend this time with you. And you know, we're gonna kind of look into readjusting and shifting the time that we come together with you because um, we all have so many different things going on. But evenings seem to kind of work a little bit better, and <laughs> um, even with myself, uh, I've, I've kind of. Had, had a struggle trying to make them Saturday mornings my doggone self now that I'm back, like, burning the midnight oil, oil, oil with a J-O-B and what have you. But um, we definitely will continue to come into you to encourage you um, along your journey in the Lord. That is our whole premise for It's Real, is to encourage you to be all that God has created you to be. So we thank and praise God for you. We pray that you will have an incredibly blessed week, um, that you will fulfill all the things that God has called you to do, 
and um, that you give him all the glory. Give him all the glory for this is your season. It is your time. So you be wonderfully, wonderfully blessed in Jesus' name. God bless you. Good night.